0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to Word of Victory. God bless you today. And I pray today that you enjoy this day because this is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is Resurrection Day. Jesus is alive. And I wish you today... Happy Resurrection Day, friend. Praise God. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you today. Praise God. We just worship you, Lord. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give you all the honor, all the glory, all the worship today because Jesus, you are the Son of God. You are our Messiah, our Savior. You are the Lamb of God who came and took away all of our sins so that we could be made righteous, so that we could be given the free gift of salvation praise God and be reconnected to our Father in Heaven through your blood, through your sacrifice Jesus. We praise you and we honour you today Lord. We lift up our hands before you. We worship you because you are worthy of all honour. We praise you Jesus. We thank you for this day. I thank you for the gift of life going forth today. Even as we join together here Lord to study your word and to worship you Jesus. I thank you Lord for the presence of God filling each home, each family, each heart. Father, I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Spirit of God to fall upon us today, Lord. Let fresh fire come from heaven today, Lord. We praise you and we thank you for that resurrection power, that resurrection power that flows in each one of us because the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of us and he quickens and gives life to our mortal bodies. I thank you, Father, for healing and miracles flowing today, Father God. I thank you, Father, for every trace of fear or terror or dread to be removed and be cast out right now, and let the love of God and the peace of God fill each heart, each home, each family, Father, in Jesus' name, to know that we can face, Father God, every situation because you, with us, Lord, we are, you know, that's, I think it was, um, I, uh, my, I heard my brother, Pastor John, uh, speaking this out the last day and, and I, I just, my mother often says it and, and I wondered where she heard it. But apparently it was Martin Luther King, I think, who said it. But it, God plus one is a majority. And that's what you have on your side, friend. You are in the majority because the Most High God is with you. And he will never leave you. He is for you. And when God is for you, who can be against you? When God is with you, whom shall we fear? Praise God. We thank you today, Lord. We bind every spirit of retaliation, every attack of the enemy, every distraction, every hindrance. We command broken right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak freedom in the spirit today, Lord. We thank you, Father. There is no distance in the spirit. And though we may be meeting uh, virtually or online or, you know, through our phones, through our computers or wherever we are in the world father i praise you today lord we are in one accord and we are ready and anticipating what you're about to do father god the glory of god the spirit of god is being poured out as he promised the glory the knowledge of the glory of god would flow right throughout this earth as the waters cover the sea In Jesus' name, amen. Can you sing that with me today? Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus.
1: The Spirit is moving. The Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit's moving in our midst. Let every empty vessel be filled to overflowing. The Holy Spirit's moving in our midst all over this land holy spirit you're moving all over this world as the prophet said it would be hallelujah all over this land there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the lord as the waters cover the seas deep down in our hearts Holy Spirit, you're moving deep down in our hearts, as the prophet said it would be. Hallelujah! Deep down in our hearts, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of you, Lord. As the waters cover the seas, right here in Ireland, Holy Spirit, you're moving. Right here in our land, as the prophet said it would be, hallelujah, right here in our land, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of you, Lord, as the waters cover the seas. Of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the seas. Amen. We praise you today, Lord. We worship you, Father. We worship you,
0: Lord. In Jesus' name. We come before you, Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you, Lord, for revealing your word today to us, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, because your word is spirit and they are life to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Jesus. You are the firstborn from the dead, Lord. You are the one who God raised from the dead so that that promise of eternal life would come to each one of us. And, Lord, you are no respecter of persons. We praise you and we thank you today, Lord. We are here, each one of us, Lord, for every walk of life, from every background, from every race, from every nation, from every tribe. And just as in heaven, Lord, we join in today with the the worship that's going on in heaven. You know, it says in Revelation Is it chapter 4, chapter 7? It says, uh, and there are people from every race, every tribe, every nation before the throne and they worship the Lamb and they are singing, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Praise
1: God. We worship you today. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Yes, Lord, we worship you and we praise you. I apologise for my voice. (laughs) I have a sore throat. God bless you. If
0: you sing louder than me, then you won't hear me.
1: (laughs) We have no bend.
0: Praise God here today, but... You know what? The Lord looks for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. He looks for people who will worship him from their heart. And that's it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like. Listen, the Lord wants you to raise it to him and to give him all the worship and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> so we were looking yesterday and <clears throat> the last few days about how Jesus is our ark. And this, today I want to speak about, you know, from death to life. And uh, we saw how... God had, had rescued uh, the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery, and, and brought them into, uh, into safety and protection. They were under the cloud of his presence and how he uh, had instructed, uh, earlier he had instructed Noah to make an ark and how he had brought Noah into that ark with his family and kept them safe through devastation and, and destruction. And it's no different today, friend. Jesus came. As 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 our, uh, you know, as as our ransom, as the one who paid the price, the penalty that was due to each one of us, for our sins, he came to pay the price for those sins, and he is now our ark. He is the one who brings us the gift of salvation, and you know, in the ark, uh, I believe that, uh, though things may be. Uh, outside, uncertain though things may be, uh, scary and frightening on the outside, but inside the ark, as we as we dwell in His presence in that secret place, like Sam 91 says, you know, come into that secret place, withdraw. Jesus told His disciples when He was telling them how to pray, He said, you know, don't go out into the into the public places where p- everyone can see how great you are at praying. When you pray, go into your closet, go into that quiet place, and and withdraw. And and it's in there where you can commune and where you can have a one-on-one relationship with the Father in his name, in Jesus' name. Praise God. So in that place, the secret place, there is the prevailing atmosphere, is peace. And um, I want to look today, if you don't mind, to go to John chapter 20. And I encourage you, you know, uh, to read John 18, 19 and 20 and, and familiarize yourself with what happened to Jesus, and what He did for you at the cross, because it was personal It wasn't generic or general, it wasn't uh, for the herd, it was for you, and it was for me. It was personal to him and uh praise God, you know mary it says in in John chapter twenty, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark. And saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And she ran and she called the others, uh, John, Simon and the disciple whom Jesus loved. And said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. And then Peter ran to the tomb and, and the other disciples. <laughs> Isn't that so funny there, you know. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple. that's This is John, he's talking about himself. And were going to the tomb. So they both ran together. And the other disciple outran Peter. (laughs) So, John, I like John. He's got a sense of humour. He outran Peter and he came to the tomb first. And he stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there. Yet he did not go in. But Simon Peter came and followed him and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloths lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary, Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb, and what she saw was very different from what the boys had seen. Why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. So, you know, Mary was just in this place of complete and utter grief and despair and brokenness, and and she didn't recognize Jesus. But then, in verse 16, Jesus said to her, Mary. Can you hear that, friend? He called her by her name. And she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. So it was when Jesus called her name that she recognized him. And in the midst of her grief and her pain and her, you know, utter, utter devastation because everything You know, her faith was in him. He was her saviour. He was her hope. He was the one who delivered her out of darkness and brought her into the light. And now he was gone. And, And that's where she was coming from. And, you know, she knew the different life that she had been given when Jesus had delivered her. She knew everything had changed and she followed him faithfully. And it was when he called her name that she recognized him. Can you imagine the days and the nights since the crucifixion that she and the disciples had put down? The one that they had put their trust in, Yeshua. Jesus was dead and was gone. And along with him, their hope and their light was gone. They, you know, there was such confusion. They were frightened. They were in such grief and sadness and Oh, not only that, but they were in such dread of what would happen to them now. And it's interesting, you know, if you just keep your finger in John twenty and go back to Luke twenty-four, which is, I think, just such a wonderful account of 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 the resurrection of Jesus as well. I'm not going to read it all, and you know, the last I think two day or two or three podcasts ago, we mentioned this in particular, the road to Emmaus, but. What I want to look at today is in Luke 24, the account Luke gives, he puts it like this in verse, um, let's start at the beginning. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they, the disciples and certain other women with them, came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth and said to them, so this is the angel speaking, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here but risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and then on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. So you see, it was only when the word of God was spoken to them. This word had already been spoken to them by Jesus long, a while ago, but they had forgotten it. But you see, the word of God, we're told, is a seed and a seed has to die. And many people have heard the word in previous times and they say, Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. Listen, that's a religious spirit and it's a spirit of pride because you don't know it. Um, it's, it's as the word of God is, is as we study and, and God reveals his word, he reveals layer upon layer upon layer of revelation to us. And this is what the angel said to them here today, that day. Don't you remember what he said to you? And then, it was that—that that ignited, um, you know, the word of God and made it alive to them. And suddenly they said, "Yes, yes, he did say that to us." Now we remember, and and suddenly, you know, in in this, when we go back to John twenty here, and we see Mary, suddenly everything changed, in an instant. He called her by her name. He ministered to her personally, one to one. And everything was different. Praise God. And you know we've we've seen that a few days ago we spoke about that on the podcast, it's in Isaiah forty three. The Lord says to you, Do not fear, even if when you go through the rivers of difficulty they will not overwhelm you. When you go through the fire it will not burn you. You are mine. I have called you by your name. You are precious and special to God. And I just want you to, to understand that today. It says, you know, in 1 in John, it says that uh, when perfect love comes in, all fear has to go. That's what happened here with Mary. She suddenly realized he was alive. And he was, you know... Never going to die again. His word was true. Everything he promised her was true. Her hope, her her um, her um, hope was reignited. And her faith was proven to be true. Her faith in him. Praise God. Let's have a look at the scripture. Keep your finger in John 20. I don't think we're finished there yet. Go over to Galatians. Chapter 2. Verse 20. Galatians. It's in the New Testament, still, it's uh, right after the book of First Corinthians, and it is just before the book of Ephesians. In Galatians chapter two, verse 20. And we can say this today together, because you see, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and when we are baptized into Him, baptized into Christ, and this is what, what the actual outward, um, symbol of baptism is about. You know, when, when a person decides, I am going to follow Jesus. I am going to surrender and yield my life to him. I am going to put my faith and my trust in him. And I acknowledge him as my Lord and savior. And I repent of my sins. And I thank you, Jesus. There is nothing that I could ever do to pay for my sins. I needed a saviour and you lived a perfect sinless life. You came as a human being and you defeated sin and death for me so that I could live and so that I could be forgiven and so that I could be released from captivity to sin and death. And I acknowledge you today as my Lord and Saviour, Jesus. When we do that and when we are baptised, you know, the baptism is is like a symbol of of Jesus going into the grave and emerging back out of it again, being raised from the dead. And in the same way, we, you know, go under the water and and we are baptised in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we emerge again, washed and cleansed by his blood now reconciled to God as his child and never again will be lost. That's what salvation and what baptism is about. And that is why a baby cannot do that, because a baby has never sinned, (laughs) you know. A precious little child, newborn, has, you know, yes, they have iniquity coming down the generations, certainly, but they have not got the use of reason. It's not until a person has the use of reason wh- where they know that what they're about to do is wrong. That is when the connection, the spiritual connection to God is broken. That's what Paul said in, in, um, in. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm just forgetting it now. It's chapter seven anyway. Is it Romans or Corinthians? It's uh, Romans, isn't it? That I was alive once to God, but then sin came and I was, and I died. And you see, uh, what happened is is our spiritual connection to God was broken. That's why when when somebody looks at a baby or a very young child and you know their innocence and their purity and their just utter beauty and and people go, oh my God. You see, because they're looking into the face of God really. That child is alive to God and is having encounters with God. In fact, Jesus said that uh, the angels that minister and protect and and go with children are are constantly in and out of the throne room of God. And that is why people are very affected when they see babies and and, and young children, you know, and and even the the hardest, toughest nuts go, oh, he's so cute, you know. And this is why, friend, abortion is... uh, I can't even say a stain. It's, it's it's just the worst of the worst. Anybody who thinks that that, that baby is not alive, the, you know, inside that mother's womb, that that baby cannot feel pain or that that baby is not, you know, alive to God, that child has been knit together. Read Psalm 139. That's, you know, each one of us were knit together in our mother's wombs. God knit us together. He took time over us he he put in special things that are so special just to you um you know that nobody else has talents gifts uh, anointings personality joy laughter there are things inside of you and the enemy has tried to rob and destroy and destruct people's lives from the very minute they were conceived in the womb and has and has you know carried that out with so many Have been aborted. I think I heard a figure one time of, you know, uh, something like there's, is it 60 odd million children have been aborted in America alone? I think I heard the other day that since January, over 10 million babies have been aborted on this earth. People are, are, are going crazy over, over uh, numbers dying from coronavirus. And don't get me wrong, that is, you know, an, an utter an absolute devastation to people. But nobody's talking about the lives that have been taken through abortion and, and the means that they've been taken by. And, you know, the life of the body is in the blood. This is why we celebrate the life of Jesus by taking the cup to remember His blood that was shed for us. But God said in in Genesis, is it chapter four? Um, He said to Cain, "Your blood, your brother's blood, cries to me from the ground. Innocent blood cries to the ground from God, and it doesn't matter whether it's been, uh, you know, somebody who's been murdered or stabbed or or whatever, or whether that." That uh, has taken place inside in an operating theatre, with poison being injected into into a, a placenta or into a, a an umbilical cord. Listen, the blood of the innocent cries to God, and we need to repent for it. And I I just feel so strongly about that, friend. You know that that when people can take the life of a child, when people can allow in New York brought this in and you know they rejoiced they lit up buildings all over that city they had parties to celebrate that abortion up to the very end was was, re- was introduced there last year by some you know law or something that came in and they they absolutely rejoiced they stuck their fingers up into God's face friend and let me tell you that's exactly what they were doing and they wonder then you know what's going on over there. That a a baby can be aborted right up to the end of term. Do you know that a baby who is uh, who a woman who goes through an abortion a late later abortion say twenty weeks or after it, the first thing they do is they they inject the umbilical cord with poison, and that forces the a labour to come forth and and the woman will deliver the baby stillborn. But you know that many of them are delivered alive and that they, they are left to die. They will not intervene and save that child's life. The mentality of it, friend, is just absolutely abhorrent. And this is going on every day around us. Now, I believe that there are many wrongs uh, even in the in the the pro life uh, groups and all that because we are not to condemn Jesus didn't even come to condemn he came to bring mercy and we are to have mercy on people who have who have had abortions or who are thinking about it we don't know the circumstances that, that those people those women have been involved in we don't even know are they are they even being coerced into this But listen, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. When we come to the blood of Jesus, uh, no matter what has gone on, and even if you have had an abortion, friend, listen, the blood of Jesus is there to cleanse us and to make us whole. And we are not to be under condemnation or, or, or judgment or accusation because when we ask forgiveness of our sins, those sins are gone. And God says, listen, as far as the east is from the west, I have removed your sins from you. And when we have repented for that and and many people are living in torment in their minds because they're going over it and over it and over it, you know, again and again and again, beating themselves up. Many women go through torment for the rest of their lives, so much so that it, it causes, you know, mental distress to them. But, you know, God doesn't want you to be living like that, friend. God loves the sinner. And this is, you know, Mary here uh, in, in in John 20. <laughs> Jesus cast seven, seven demons out of her and he restored her and made her whole. And that's how she recognized him when he called her name. And he is doing the same for you today, friend. He is calling your name. He is calling the names of those ones in your household who are far from God, those ones who are in your families, those ones who are in your communities. He is calling their name. And we need to reach out to people and let the love of God flow through us, not judgment or criticism or condemnation, because that is doing no good. That is only doing harm, and it drives people far away from God. And it is the reason that many people feel they are never worthy enough to come near God. You don't need to tell a sinner that they are a sinner. They know it. They know it themselves. But one touch from the presence of God and one touch from hearing him calling their name changes everything in an instant. And those things that they've been involved with, those things that have burdened people, those things that have made people sick and broken change utterly in his presence. And I pray today, Father, for the love of God to flow, even as we speak here today, even as we worship you, Lord, even as we read your word. I thank you, Father, for the blessings of God to flow, Lord, in, and mend and restore people's hearts. It's time for a restoration, friend. It's time to leave the past behind you. It's time to turn completely and leave those things that have tormented you, that have broken you, that have burdened you all these years. It's time to leave them once and for all. Jesus said cast all your cares upon me for I care for you. He says give your burdens to the Lord for he cares for you. He will never permit the righteous to be forsaken, to slip, fall, fail or stumble. He will not permit it. When you come into his ark, when you come in and receive the gift of salvation, the free gift of righteousness, free gift of right standing with God as if you had never sinned through his blood, through his sacrifice that he he won for us at the cross. And when he was raised from the dead, that was for our acquittal. And today we celebrate resurrection. And I speak life and resurrection into your family today. I speak life and resurrection into your heart and your and your life. Uh, you know your your family, your your relationships, and most of all your relationship with God. I thank you, Lord, for fresh fire today. In the name of Jesus, we were in Galatians. Did I read that? I can't even remember. Anyway, Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. That's one of my favourite scriptures. It is no longer I who live. When the enemy tries to come at you and bombard your mind with the things from the past. Oh, you did this. Remember when you did that. Oh, you said this. Oh my gosh, look, this is how you used to live. This is what you're involved in. You need to cast down those thoughts and say, no, devil. I am not taking that condemnation because there is no condemnation in Christ. I am not taking that fear because God says he will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I am not taking those those assaults on my mind because God, I now live uh, you know by faith in my savior Jesus Christ. It is no longer I who live. I have been crucified. Those those uh, lusts of the flesh, the lust of life uh, the pride of life has been crucified to me and I am crucified to them in Jesus name. That is how you speak the word of God as a sword of the spirit. You use it. Uh, it is our only weapon of offense. All of our other armor is defense, you know, the the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the buckle of truth. The shoes of peace, the gospel of peace, but uh, they're all defensive to protect the body and to protect the life. This is in Ephesians 6 verse 10. But the only offensive weapon we have is the sword of the spirit that we can go on the offense against the enemy with and cut him down. Because Luke ten nineteen tells us that God, Jesus gave us all authority over Satan, over his snakes and his scorpions, over those things that come up and bite you, those thoughts, those attitudes, those those old familiar sins. When they come to bite you, you say no in Jesus' name. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but the life I now live in this flesh I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and who gave himself for me. I am a new creation in Christ. The old man has gone. Behold, all things have become new. That is what happened with Jesus. He came out of that grave. God raised him from the dead. And he was glorified by the power of the Spirit of God. And he did that as a promise for us, that each one of us, when we die, when our time is up on this earth, you know, and it isn't until you're, the the days of man are 120 years, God told Moses. And Moses was 120 years when he died and it said his eyes were not dim and his frame was strong. His body was strong. He actually climbed a mountain <laughs> to go up to die and when he was 120 years old. And God said uh, the days of man are 120 years and anybody who, who tries to die before that or, or, or if the enemy comes in and, and, you know, causes sicknesses and disease, they are a curse and they are from the devil. It is not God who takes people. Oh, you see all these these eloquent flowery verses. Oh, God decided he wanted to pick a flower, so he picked you for his garden. That is an abomination to God. Sickness and disease, uh, anything that takes people's lives, tragedies, accidents, those things, they are from the pits of hell. The devil, the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But God said, I have come that you may. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full he wants you to live a blessed life you will see the goodness of god in the land of the living i don't care what the circumstances of your life is right now you need to put your trust in god and you need to remind him of his word and you need more than that to remind the devil of his word of god's word and use your sword of the spirit and come against those things that have come against you that have ruined your family or ruined your life listen everything can change in an instant Mary's life was changed. Let's go back to John 20. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, "Rabone," which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Then the same day, at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, in fact, it says in the um in the NLT, I'll read it from that actually, because I think it's entertaining. This is John twenty nineteen, and it's from the NLT, the New Living Translation. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And he spoke. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. You know, even here, Jesus was reminding his disciples that walking in any kind of offense or unforgiveness or having any kind of resentment towards people, and listen, friend, it happens to us every day of the week. We are given opportunities for offense opportunities where people hurt us or wound us with what they say or what they do and you know at the moment i see people are under extreme strain people are not themselves have you noticed that people are so angry and so so ready to attack because they are so fearful of this covid thing virus and we proclaim today in the name of Jesus we come against every prediction about that virus about the numbers increasing about spikes about waves about uh, surges we break the power of those predictions in the name of Jesus and we say in Jesus name we have spoken that uh, the word of god against that uh, virus we have pleaded the blood of Jesus. That thing is withering and dying. It has died in Jesus' name and it will no longer uh, affect people. I thank you, Father, for, for complete restoration and a turnaround in the numbers, Lord. We speak today, Father, comfort for those people who have lost loved ones. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to comfort them. And right now, Father, we release the Spirit of God into their lives, Lord, that they would come to know you, that they would hear you calling their name. We praise you, Jesus, for those ones who are fearful of, of, of it. Um, Getting that virus, Lord. Uh, people who have underlying health conditions. Uh, people who are of a certain age where, where the media and, and the, the advice has absolutely driven them to, you know, out of their minds with fear and terror. Lord, we speak peace today because Jesus, that's what you did. When you came to your disciples, you spoke peace to them. You spoke peace in the midst of the storm. Lord, we praise you. You are the Prince of Peace. And we release the anointing for peace today, Father God. In Jesus' name, that people will call upon you, Lord, that, that the veil of deception and delusion will be lifted from their eyes and that they will see and look upon their Messiah, Jesus. And know, Lord, that you have already defeated this virus. That thing has no authority over us because of the the, the blood of Jesus. And I pray that those people who do do not know you, Lord, that they will come into your kingdom, that they will call upon the name of the Lord and be saved in Jesus' name. We praise you and we thank you today. We speak peace. Hallelujah, we release the anointing of the Spirit of God who abides and lives in us today for your peace like a river to flow in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, for all those ones who are sick in hospital in i c u or or who are who are struggling or are at home, maybe in isolation. Uh, Lord, we just pray today for them in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that they would have an encounter with you just as Mary had the encounter with you, Lord Jesus. We pray, Father, that they would come to know how much you love them and how much uh, you desire for them to be reconnected to you and, and of what you did for them by sending your son Jesus to die in their place so that they could be healed and delivered and set free and made whole and live in peace and live blessed. We pray today, Father, for those ones, Lord, we pray a surge of health health and healing to flow we praise you and we thank you we pray for the doctors for the nurses for the care staff for the for the people who work in the hospitals the administration and and the the catering staff father god the porters we pray for each one of them today the paramedics father god we pray for the, the the guards the police the army The firemen, those people who are all the first responders who are going out and and facing this thing every day, the people who are working in shops, Father God, in businesses, we pray for them today. We bring them before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. You said for us to stand in the gap, Lord, and we stand in the gap today and intercede, Lord, for each one of them personally for every one of their lives Lord that they would come to know you Jesus we bind all fear and terror over them we plead the blood of Jesus against every attack of the enemy against them and their families we break the power of worry and stress and turmoil over them today in Jesus name and we could just speak peace be still in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. We bless your name today. We thank you, Father, that even governments, Lord, will turn to you, Lord. We pray, Father God, for all of our governments, those ones who are leading our nations. We pray for our own government in Ireland today, for Leaver Varadkar, our Taoiseach. We pray for that man today, Lord, that you would touch his heart and that he would come to know you, Father. That he would uh, receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, cause him to to encounter your love. And we root up every trap and snare the devil has set for that man's life, that you would give him wisdom and instruction, Lord, that you would lead him by your by your spirit in Jesus name. And that you would uh, bless Father God, all those nations, President Trump, Father God, uh Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Lord, all those leaders, Father God, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in in Israel, Father God, all the governments of the world, Lord, in every nation and every in every continent, we pray for them today that You would strengthen them. We bind the spirit of fear over them. We pray, Lord, for for an open portal today, Lord, uh, that that they would hear from heaven and that You would anoint them, Father, to come to know You in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Just going back to John chapter 20. One of the disciples, Thomas, this is verse 24, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it until I, unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them and place my hands into the wound in his side. (laughs) Here's Thomas. Ah, oh, Thomas, the doubter. And, you know, doubt and unbelief come so easy. Don't you laugh at Thomas because you've been Thomas plenty of times and so have I, <laughs> where we have doubted and, 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 you know, stumbled and struggled with our faith. I often think of that that father who brought his child to the disciples, uh, he was having the seizures, you know, and, and, and those epileptic seizures were throwing him into the fire, into the water. And, and what a torment. And, and I know what this is like, you know, in our own family, we've had this. And praise God. Um, Jesus came down from the mount and the disciples were all fighting with each other. And he was saying, what's going on? And this man came to him and said, I brought my son to your disciples, but they could not heal him. And Jesus took the man away on his own. He took him aside, it said. And he spoke to him one to one. And the compassion of Jesus, he said, tell me, how long has this been happening? He wanted to know about the man and his life and his son. It wasn't some, you know, oh, God bless you, friend, you know, and keep going. Uh, me and my entourage were so busy. No. Jesus took time, just like he did here with Mary. Jesus always took time, and he still is the same today. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to spend time with you, friend, and he's waiting for you to spend time with him. (laughs) And that man told Jesus all about what these things that had been happening to his son, and he asked him, you know, will you heal him? And Jesus said, I will, if you believe all things are possible to them who believe. And and the man said, God, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And I think so many times that has been my prayer down through the years. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. But praise God. You know, Jesus, he, he spoke to that, cast out that spirit. It convulsed the child and threw him to the ground. And everybody around thought he was dead, but he wasn't. He stood up perfectly healthy and whole and healed. And that's what Jesus wants to do for you today. So don't laugh at Thomas. (laughs) God bless the Thomases of this world. We've all been there. So in verse 26, eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked. (laughs) But suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them, just there, just like that. And what did he speak again? Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, come over here. (laughs) He said, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound on my side. Do not be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas explained, Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. Praise God. That's what Jesus came to give you. He came to give you life. In John chapter 5, I think it is, John 5, verse 24, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but They have already passed from death into life. Hallelujah. Friend, you've already passed from death into life. You do not need to fear death. Jesus is one of the things he did uh, when he was raised from the dead. Was he defeated the power of of the fear of death. It's in, I think we mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago. It's in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. That he delivered those. Who all their lives, through the fear of death, were subject to the bondage of of fear. He delivered them from that fear. And that's the same for you in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm just calling my dog. He's outside the window. Get in. Good boy. Sorry about that. Coco's here. (laughs) Say hello, Coco. (laughs) You've already passed from death to life. That's what baptism is about baptism is is uh you know going under the water, symbolic of the way that Jesus went into the tomb and went into hell and then emerging from the water and emerging to a new life, a fresh start that's what he came to give you That's why it says in in um, Romans chapter five that behold all things have become new, everything has become new for you um in lamentations it says behold your your mercies are new every day. We can come to God no matter what has been going on. It's not that we willfully go out and sin. But listen, all of us sin. We all make mistakes. Praise God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But when we come to the blood of Jesus and when we repent of our sins, we are forgiven, we are cleansed and we are made whole. And we are given a fresh start. It's a new day. And this day is the day of resurrection. And I believe for that resurrection power in your life today, friend, in Jesus' name. I praise you and I thank you, Father. I want to give you a testimony. Yesterday, after I did our podcast, um, I was just sending it to our church members. And I'd finished sending it to the last person. And I heard my daughter and my husband screaming for me. And I ran out and I it was complete just utter an absolute shock she was after having her hand her finger caught in a doorway a, a um, an outside aluminum door had just slammed on her finger and trapped her finger and my husband was holding it the, the, there was the blood was absolutely pumping they actually had to open the door to release my my daughter's finger and talk about retaliation and attack. And <clears throat> he asked me to ring for the doctor. And as I was on the phone ringing, he came into me after a couple of minutes and he said, The finger is severed, Rose. It's separated. Oh my God. And I, uh, anyway, he took off to go with her to the doctor and to the hospital. And... I started praying, I put on a song by Jesus Culture. It's called Miracles and I bound up retaliation. I I bound up everything I could think of binding up, uh, you know, even before that, earlier on, (laughs) I actually had this is what I'm telling you this. I had got into a little bit of offense with her (laughs) because um, I don't know if she Said something or i you know and ah, uh, I repented for that offense in the name of Jesus, and I just came against that assignment in Jesus' name. Oh yeah, before they left as well, when she was out in the yard, I just prayed with her. I I, I held her in my arms and I, I prayed in the name of Jesus. I speak right now that finger to be completely healed and made whole. And I break the power of this assignment in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for your peace right now. And off they went in the car. um, It was a, a time of extreme turmoil. I, I can't describe to you that the, the the terror because the pain and um anyway uh they rang from the uh doctor and he sent them to the hospital god bless the doctors and the nurses and um the doctor said that he wasn't sure if they would be able to save the finger that it would have to be amputated perhaps and she and went to the hospital um the pain was diabolical, and my husband actually had to leave her in there. He had to go out, you know, because at the moment with the coronavirus, there's no one allowed be in hospitals, no visitors or whatever, so he had to go out and sit in the car, and he was absolutely devastated and when uh Let me think now to get this straight. Um, I phoned certain people and and, uh, I thank you so much, the people who prayed prayed in agreement with me you know it's so important to have somebody you can run to to pray in agreement with you especially when there's some a, an attack or or an issue going on and, and i encourage you to call for prayer you know email or or you can go to our website wordofvictory.net there's a contact page there we will pray for you we will join in agreement with you but you know you need people who'll stand with you uh, in faith in the name of Jesus and to come against you know every attack of the enemy and uh, I, I, I don't know I just started worshipping the Lord and praising him and I felt an incredible peace come on me and I was saying God I really should go to the hospital and you know but I I really felt to just relax and, and it's it's the peace of God just fell upon me and uh, <laughs> this is no joke now an hour and a half later Oh, I spoke to my husband in the meantime. He was in the car. He was all upset and, and just, oh, it was desperate. And uh, about an hour later, again after that, so it was about um, an hour and a half, maybe two hours after the thing had happened, he rang me and I said, are you all right? And he said, you're not going to believe this, Rose. She, she was examined in the hospital. They x-rayed her. They, you know, all that. It's dress the finger, everything, and because we were meant to be, he was meant to be sent on to another hospital to, to deal with plastic surgery, then to reattach the finger. He said, Rose, the finger has no crush injury, has no sever, and has no break. And she's back in the car with me. The finger is dressed, and we're on the way home. What a miracle. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Now, he felt that finger and the doctor did. They, they knew, that my, my husband had seen it. The finger was separated. Praise the Lord for a, what a miracle. And that is the truth, friend, I'm telling you. And that's sorry for stuttering. But praise God. He's the God of miracles. There is nothing impossible to him. And I pray today that whatever miracle you're believing for, I believe this is a time that we're in right now where the glory of God is being poured out as he promised in the last days. He would pour out his spirit on all flesh, on his young men, on his older men would dream dreams and see visions. I would pour out my spirit on your handmaidens. I would, he said in the book of Joel, chapter two. And you know, uh, when Jesus, let's go to it, actually, in, in um, Mark, the last chapter of Mark, second last chapter, actually. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It was like a dream. I just, it was, I was, you know, I, I rang him again a while later when they were on the road home and I said, is this definitely happening? Is This isn't a dream, is it? Because it was just, praise God. In uh Mark chapter 16. Again, it's the account of the resurrection. Praise God. But I just want to read in verse 15. When he appeared to the the disciples, you know, he rebuked them. Actually, let's read it from 14. He rebuked their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. There's many people, you know, that's a religious spirit will say, I'll never believe it until I see it. Well, (laughs) the kingdom of God, sorry to tell you, is like upside down because to, to that thinking or your thinking is upside down to the kingdom of God better because in the kingdom of God you believe and then you see and you can read Romans 4 for that. Abraham believed God that he was able to do those, to give life to those things that are dead and to call those things that are not as though they are. In in Hebrews chapter eleven it says, "Now faith is the evidence of things not seen." You know, um, in the kingdom of God you believe, and then you see. So he he rebuked their unbelief, and in verse fifteen, and he said to them, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe." In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. And then, in 19, so then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs, you know, God always confirms his word with signs following. And that's why, you know, when the when the uh, angels said to the disciples that time, you know, do you not remember what he told you? And then they remembered his word. It's the word of God inside of you that comes up and, and, and that bears fruit. And the fruit that you will see are the signs and wonders and miracles of Jesus. Amen. He always confirms his word. And that's for you, friend, today. And I pray that whatever it is that you need healing for or that you need uh, help from God for, I pray today for the anointing of the Spirit of God to fall upon you to increase your faith to strengthen you in the inner man, that you would grow in your knowledge of God and of his his word and that you will see signs, wonders and miracles in your life in Jesus name. Amen. And we're going to finish today. We're going to take the cup and the bread and we just take this bread today in Jesus name. And we take it, Lord Jesus, as a symbol of your body that was broken for us so that our bodies could be healed. And as we eat this bread today, Lord, as we eat this little cracker, we thank you, Lord, that we are eating healing and wholeness and revelation and understanding of your word and of what you achieved for us at the cross, Jesus. We praise you and we thank you today. I'll give you time there, friend, to get a piece of bread and I'll come back to you in a tick. welcome back friend i hope you've got your little piece of cracker and small drop of juice if you want to share in this breaking bread with us right now on the communion table the lord's supper and we do this in remembrance of jesus today and we just give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor lord we thank you for who you are we thank you for your love for us jesus that you gave your life so that we could live I praise you and I thank you, Jesus. I give you all the glory and the praise for my daughter's miracle. I thank you, Jesus. I give you all the honour and the thanks, Lord. You are the miracle working God. You are the great physician, Jesus. And there is no one like you. We worship you and we praise you today, Lord. We thank you for your healing anointing. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. You said in your word, you sent your word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. We praise you in the name of Jesus. We thank you today, Lord we praise you Jesus you know in John um, chapter 10 where's John, here it is, go back this way in the gospel of John chapter 10 hallelujah in verse um, Jesus was talking about the shepherd and the sheep here And uh, he was talking about how how people try to enter the sheepfold by a different way. And, you know, in John 14, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And, friend, you may may have been taught that there are many ways to God and that there are many gods, you know, that they're all one. That is not true. There is only one God, the God, the living God, the Most High, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the God of the Bible. He is the God who who gave you life. He created you and knit you together in your mother's womb. And I I I just release that that word into your heart today. That someone created you. You did not. You are not the result of an accident. You are not the result of of uh, uh, some kind of a bang somewhere. Uh, you were created by your Creator, and He loves you. He is your loving Heavenly Father. And he gave his son, Jesus, to be the way for you to reconnect with him, as we said earlier. And Jesus said here in John chapter 10, he revealed himself as the true shepherd, as the good shepherd. And he said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, and listen to this, hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You're not a number. You're not a statistic. You're not, you know, just one of the seven or eight billion people who live on this planet. You are special to God. And afterwards here I have a, a little clip of a... um. That will play for you of uh, a small teaching I did on one of our blog posts. And I think it was maybe last year, or the year before. And the blog post was called You Are Special on wordofvictory.net. But the audio that I recorded, I, I just uploaded to this podcast. And, you know, it's it's just talking about this, that how special you are to God. And he has a plan for your life. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord plans to do you good to prosper you to give you a future and a hope you know prosperity in the bible many people view prosperity as you know riches and having loads of riches and certainly god does not want you to be poor poverty stinks and poverty is a curse and jesus died you know it's as though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor that through him you could become rich and and he wants you to have you know all your needs supplied. But he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things shall be added unto you. He says, your father knows what you need you know and and the world you see tries to trap people um the enemy uses that 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 spirit of 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 celebrity and 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 wealth and riches the deceptions of those things but you know in in jesus describes them in the parable of the sower as 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 the things that are grow up as thorns to to choke the the seed of the word of god and you see our motivation has to be right does god want you to be wealthy yes he does does he want you to be blessed yes he does does he want you to be healthy and strong yes he does but he wants you to know him most of all and you know when you know him that is when you are blessed and that is when those things come and 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 our motivation has to be right as well but he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. You know, Jesus went before us. He went into the grave. He went, he, he endured that death. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And he endured that and he went through it and came out the other side. And we will follow him someday. You know, our, our physical bodies may die. But the Bible tells us that absent from the body is present with the Lord. And that is the hope we have. The eternal salvation that Jesus gives us. Is that we know that when we die. So I tell you, friend, I challenge you. Do not be afraid of death. Break that power of the spirit of fear of death. Because it is the thing that holds many people back. It It, it has destroyed so many lives. Because all their life they've lived in bondage to it. Because Jesus came to bring you freedom and liberty. To set the captives free. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. Praise God. And in in John 10, you know that famous scripture in verse 10? The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, you know, and that's what he did for us. He, he laid down his life so that we could live, so that we could be bought back from the enemy, from the devil. And so that we could live blessed and in freedom. And in verse 27, excuse me, in verse 27, it says, this is still John chapter 10. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Praise God. So you know, Jesus is reaching out to you today, and he is... Is uh, wants to bless you he wants to heal you he wants to deliver you friend and as we take this bread and this cup that's what we're doing we're listening to him, him calling our name him calling out uh, for us we follow him and we are going to live abundantly and blessed in Jesus name hallelujah we'll take the bread together Father God I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins And so that I could be healed. Lord Jesus, your word says that you were pierced for my transgressions, my sins. You were bruised for my iniquities, the things coming down the generations upon my life. You were bruised for those things so that I could be healed. The chastisement of my peace was upon you those things that have burdened me down and weighed me down and caused me to have torment or turmoil, you took those things so that I could have peace in my mind and my heart, so that I could be mentally stable. And by your stripes, the wounding, the scourging that you took when they whipped your body, you took those stripes so that I could be healed. And I declare and decree today, in the name of Jesus, that my body is healed, that I walk in divine health, that healing is my bread. You know, Jesus said healing is the children's bread. Deliverance is the children's bread. So he wants you delivered and set free and healed and made whole. And today, Father, I thank you, Lord. You say this with me. Father, I decree today that eating this bread, I am eating health and healing, both for me and for my household. Because you said take a lamb for a household. And I decree and declare today, in the name of Jesus, that salvation has come to my home today, in Jesus' name. And as for me and my house, we will serve the living, risen God. Jesus, you are our Lord and our Saviour. And we bless you and honour you today. And I take this bread in remembrance of your death and your resurrection. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can take the bread now. The cracker. Jesus is the bread of life. And you are eating life today. Hallelujah. As we take the cup, it's just a cup of juice or a cup of water, whatever you have. We take this cup in remembrance of the blood that Jesus shed for us so that our sins could be forgiven. And so we could be made right with God and inherit eternal life. And know that when we die on this earth, that we will go to be with him and live and reign for him forever. And we will join that heavenly choir one day from every tribe, from every nation that stand before the throne and worship the lamb and worship God who sits on the throne. Hallelujah. So we take this cup and we say together, Father God, I thank you for Jesus, your son, my savior, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I ask you to forgive me for my sins and I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. Lead me by your Spirit. I will follow you and I will not follow the voice of the stranger. I thank you for delivering me and setting me free from everything I've been involved with in the past. I renounce every work of Satan, every work of darkness. I renounce them in Jesus' name and I repent of my sins and I thank you for cleansing me with your blood. I thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price for the penalty that was due to me for my sins by shedding your blood on my behalf because you had never sinned. Your blood was perfect and sinless and you brought your blood to heaven and it sits on the mercy seat today, still speaking for me. Hallelujah. And I plead the blood of Jesus against every attack of the enemy that has come against me and my family, against our minds, against our hearts, against our relationships, against our finances, against our business. And I thank you today, Lord, for your hand of deliverance upon us. I thank you, Jesus. You have a plan for my life. And I submit to your plan and to your precious Holy Spirit. I ask you to baptize me with your fire, Holy Spirit, and fill me so that I may uh, be used by you For glory, for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, I take this cup and I remember your death, Jesus. And I proclaim your death and resurrection until you come again. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. You can take the cup now. Hallelujah. Friend, if you've done that, you have uh, become born again. You have partaken of the Lord's table and the Lord's Supper. And you are now a child of God. You are righteous, you are cleansed and you are made right with God as if you have never sinned. And Jesus is now your Lord and Saviour. You need to open your Bible, you need to read it, you need to study His Word. Get, um, you know, some good teachings. I... You can look at our website if you like and and, uh, there's plenty of blog posts there and they're little small teachings that you can go down the Word of God with and, and, you know, I encourage you to get a journal and notebook and write out things that the Lord is dealing with you about in Jesus' name and and allow his healing power, his love, his mercy to flow in your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you and we praise you today, Father. We thank you for this time. We release this time to you, Lord. And we thank you as we make you a priority in our lives, Lord we are not ashamed of you, Lord. And you said that if we are not ashamed of you, you will not be ashamed of us before your father. We thank you and we praise you today, Lord. We lift up your name and we praise you. We bind all retaliation. We bind up every spirit of judgment, every jealous spirit, every foul, evil word being spoken against us. We break the power of those words and we send them back into the enemy's camp. In Jesus name, we plead the blood of Jesus against every accusation the enemy is bringing against us in the court of heaven. And we thank you and we praise you today. Lord that we have the victory
1: in Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor Lord that you deserve today. We lift our hands in worship. We lift our heart in praise. We give you all the honor Lord that you deserve today. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, success is mine. Success is mine. Success today is mine. I told Satan to get thee behind. Success today is mine. Oh, Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Jesus today is mine i made jesus king in my life jesus today is mine And we decree today that Jesus is King. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. He is the King of all kings. He is the
0: Lord of all lords. And he is King. And coronavirus has been dethroned and decrowned in the name of Jesus. We praise you and we thank you today, Father. We pray, Lord, each person has a blessed and mighty day today. A day of resurrection, dunamis power flowing in their lives, in their children, in their families, in their businesses. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, friend. Have a great day hi friends welcome back to word of victory this is rose it's nice to talk to you today i just wanted to speak about how special and unique you are to the lord you know he designed you for a purpose that only you can fulfill he knit you together it says in psalm 139 he knit us together um as we were in our mother's wombs Imagine the picture of that, of the Lord knitting together this little precious child in the darkness of the womb. He knows all about you and he made you an individual and you are called by God to accomplish the purposes and the plan that he created for you. You are his masterpiece, it says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. The world spirit is, is governed by Satan, who is the God of this world. And he uses that world system to diminish the uniqueness of the one person and to quench our individual opinions and beliefs. And he starts with our identity. But you are a child of God. You've been created in his image. He desires and he longs for you to return to him and to his family. So he sent Jesus, his son, to make the way to be the way back to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He became the bridge between us and God. Jesus paid the price for our sins. It was our sins that separated us from God, you see. So Jesus became sin for us and we he forgave us and he paid the ransom that was due for the penalty of those sins because he laid down his life willingly so that we could live and be restored back to the Father. One of Jesus' names is the Good Shepherd. In Ezekiel 34, the Lord describes this Good Shepherd, how he goes and he seeks his last sheep. He bandages their wounds when he finds them and he heals them and brings them back and restores them to the flock. This is what Jesus does. In Luke 15, Jesus told a parable about the last sheep and about how there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than all the righteous that are there already. Imagine that, the rejoicing and the the party that goes on with the angels in heaven when somebody repents of their sin and turns back to God. God is interested in the one. He is interested in our freedom and in our free will. He's not pushy or forceful. He gave each one of us a free will. In Revelation, the book of Revelation, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. There's this image there of Jesus earnestly seeking and desiring a relationship with us. But he is never pushy, he will never coerce himself upon any person. It is up to us to open the door and invite him in. The world system uses force and fear to make people agree with perverse laws and crazy notions in order to control and manipulate. But everywhere Jesus went, people were magnetized to him, no matter what walk of life they came from or what their background was. In fact, the religious of the day were really uh, annoyed with Jesus for fraternizing or for, you know, taking time out to hang out with people they considered to be scum of the earth. They're the ones You know, Jesus isn't looking for someone who thinks they have it all together or who is some kind of holier-than-thou person. He goes after that one that is lost. He goes after the one who's hurting because the one heart that turns to him is the heart that can be healed, not the ones who think they have it all together. No matter how bad or sad the people's lives had been, when they freely came to him, he healed them all. And he is still the same today, friend. It's there for you. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. He is reaching out to people all over this world right now in his gentle, loving, merciful nature. No matter what you've been through or how bad things have been, know this. God has a plan for you. You are needed. You are loved. You are accepted in his family all because of Jesus. Just as The physical body is made up of many parts. So is the body of Christ. You know, in the kingdom of God, there are all types of people and everyone is an individual and the Lord knows each one of us. In fact, Jesus walked in our shoes. He understands you more than you understand or know yourself. And he loves you so much that he came down as one of us and took on human nature and then took the punishment and the penalty that was due for our sins so that we could be saved. Hebrews 4.15 says, for we do not have a high priest who is, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, yet he was tempted in every way as we are, but he did not sin. And in the same way that the body, the physical body has many parts, so the body of Christ has. You know, it says in, uh, it's in 1 Corinthians 12, I think, verse 12 to 27. It says, there is one body, but it has many parts. And the power of God will only be visible and penetrate the darkness as we work together in love. If the whole body were an eye, how would the body hear or smell? It couldn't. It would look freaky if your whole body was an eye. And in the same way, the body of Christ, which is the family of God, the believers in Jesus, his son, in his death and burial and resurrection, each one of us has a vital role to play. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, friend, it says in Psalm 139. You are God's masterpiece. He loves you so much, he gave all he had, his son Jesus, in order to reconcile you with him. Jesus is reaching out to you today, and he is giving his beauty and he wants your ashes. The things, the the, the stuff you've been through in your life, the hurts, the wounds, the pain, the, the torment, the anger, the bitterness, give it to him. Call upon him today. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word saved means healed, delivered, restored, set free, and given the gift of eternal life. The promise that when you close your eyes on this earth, you will be with the Lord forever. But he doesn't want you to close your eyes today. He wants you to live and to have a blessed life. Amen. In Jesus' name. God bless you.